Welcome to the podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse Tabernacle. You can find out more about our church at lighthouseofmaslin.com or join us for worship Sundays at 11. We pray this message will be a blessing to you. Jesus, we praise you in this place. Lord, have your way in us today. God, do what you want to do, Jesus. Lord, there's none like you. Oh, we want to follow your spirit today. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. Romans 1 and verse 16. says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I know the Lord Jesus Christ. I talk with him. I read his word. I hear his voice and feel his presence. And I am not ashamed of my God. I am not ashamed to know Jesus Christ. But I will praise him. I will talk with him. I will witness of his wonderful works in my life. I will give my testimony of his goodness. Because I know my God. I know his name. I know who he is. One more time before you're seated, will you lay your Bibles down, lift your voice with me, and ask God to have his way in this service. Jesus, we invite your sweet presence into this place. I invite you to do what you want to do in this service, Lord God. I pray that you would anoint my lips to deliver your word. I pray your anointing would be on me, Lord, to deliver your words today, Jesus. I pray that you would bless us with your presence In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. You know, I I always love traveling with Bishop Strange, going somewhere on a day trip or something. Because everyone knows Bishop Strange, especially in the state of Ohio. I remember one trip in particular, we were going down to church camp. And uh, I, I rode with him and pastor, and we get down to church camp. And if you know, family camp is a struggle to find a seat. If you don't show up early, you're going to be way in the back of the tabernacle. You're not going to be able to see anything. And so we, we got there not quite in a timely fashion. And so <laughs> there were not a lot of seats left. But I remember walking in with Bishop and, and Brother Stark, the superintendent for the Ohio District, he said, oh, Bishop, we have a seat saved for you up here with the board. And Bishop said, well, Brother Stark, I have this young man with me. Is it all right if he sits with us? He said, yeah. Well, I mean, we were, I was sitting right next to, to Bishop Stark's wife <laughs> on the front row at church camp. I thought, man, it is great to know Bishop. <laughs> Another time I, I drove him to a wedding. And we go in and we sit down somewhere toward the back and and the officiating minister comes up, and, and Bishop Strange said, you know, could you, could you get us any better seats? He said, yeah, I think I could do that. 
he pulls us up to the very front row. And this is a wedding. Very front row, and here I am. I'm sitting in between Bishop and the spouse's family, the groom's family, is sitting right next to me on the front row during a wedding. I didn't even know these people. But, man, Bishop knew how to get some good seats. It was great knowing Bishop Strange. Have you ever, have you ever name-dropped somebody? <laughs> so when, when you try to, to get your way or, or to get something, you say, well, do you know so-and-so? Because I know so-and-so. <laughs> it's great when it works, and with Bishop Strange, it almost always worked. When you're with Bishop, you get the good seat. But in Acts chapter 19, there's a somewhat humorous story about a couple of fellows trying to name drop Jesus Christ. <laughs> they were called the seven sons of Siva. And you know, Paul was going around and doing miracles and casting out devils in the name of Jesus. And so they got wind of this. They're, they're Jewish exorcists. They're supposed to cast out demons. And so they have one man in particular. They're, they go in and they do their incantations and try to cast out this, this demon. But they add a little something. We read it in Acts chapter 19, verse 13. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus. Said so they, they took it upon themselves to sprinkle the name of Jesus over this. They said, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preach it. And there were seven sons of one Siva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. They thought, you know, we're going to try out this, this Jesus name. We've heard some people dropping the name of Jesus, and so we're going to try it for ourselves. The only problem was they didn't know Jesus. They didn't have a relationship with their Messiah. And so they go in and say, in the name of Jesus, by whom Paul preacheth. And that demon inside of that man said, whoa, wait a second, fellas. Sons of Siva, I know who Jesus is. Everybody knows who Jesus is, the Son of God. And I know who Paul is because he has a relationship with that Jesus. But who are you to think you can call on the name of Jesus? I'm so glad that I have a relationship with that God. I'm so glad that I know who that Jesus is, that I have a relationship with him, that I talk with him, that I can read his word. Because when you really know the name of Jesus, when you really know who Jesus is, all the power and the authority that comes with that name comes into that relationship. And so I can look at the mountain, I can look at the giant, I can look at the problem and say, in the name of Jesus, the God that I know, the God that loves me, the God that talks to me, he says you must bow down. He says you must be defeated. He says you must be healed. Oh, there's something special when you know Jesus Christ, when you have him in your life. 
know, one time I was, I was working for a township summers when I was in college. And it was in 2016 that I did an internship at the Pentecostals of Alexandria in Louisiana. And it was a, a large application process. You had to raise tuition, all of this. And so I was working for this township to, to try to raise funds for my tuition. In that summer, if any of you remember, we had a drought. I mean, all the grass was dead, and that's what I did every day was mow grass. All the grass was dead. I didn't have anything to weed eat, and so I was out of a job. They said, you know what, if we don't get any rain, we're going to have to send you home. <laughs> and so I remember it was the last day. I was, just, I was just mowing those little white weeds that grew up in between the grass. <laughs> I was out there mowing, and I was talking to the Lord. The forecast was another clear blue day, no rain. I said, God, you called me to go to Louisiana. And so I'm asking you to make it rain, just, just enough to get me through the summer. I go into the garage, I'm finished for the day, and the boss walks in. And he says, man, I wish we could have some rain. I said, you know, I was out praying for it this morning. He said, well, Crilly, we'll just see how close to God you really are. Man, did I start praying. <laughs> I said, Jesus, please make it rain today. You called me. My boss is putting the pressure on this relationship. God, will you please let it rain? I'm inside painting yellow safety poles. <laughs> that was the last thing I could possibly do. I'm painting and I'm praying. Pretty soon I have the garage door open and I feel this sprinkling on my face. And I look outside and it is dark gray. The thunder begins to roll. It starts pouring rain. And my boss walks in drenched from head to toe. And he says, well, fellas, I think we underestimated Krilly. And I said, no, sir, it wasn't me you underestimated, but it was my God. Because when you know Jesus, when you know how to call on the name of the Lord, everything changes. When you have a personal relationship with the God of the universe and you say in the name of Jesus Christ, every situation changes. Everything changes when you know Jesus Christ. Toward the end of Jesus' ministry, there was an arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane. There's a, a crooked trial going on at the temple. Annas and Caiaphas, Caiaphas the high priest and Annas the previous high priest, his father-in-law, hosting the trial of Jesus getting false accusations, twisting every word to accuse Jesus. He's tried in the midnight. But one of his disciples gets close. He, he stands just outside the door of the trial, warming himself by the fire, trying to stretch his ear to hear what's going on inside. And there they, they bring up false witnesses and they accuse him of blasphemy and everything. And there Peter stands trying to hide himself maybe in his robe so no one recognizes who he is. But there in the firelight there's a young girl. She catches just a glimpse of his face in the flicker of the flames. She says, you're, you're one of the disciples, aren't you? You're one of the followers of Jesus. And there just outside of his trial, he says, no, no, I don't know the man. 
I don't know what you're talking about. A few minutes later, another maiden, the Bible says, looks at him and says, No, you are. You're one of the disciples. I recognize your face. He begins to swear and curse, saying, I don't know the man. I don't know who you're talking about. Finally, a third time, someone else around that fire says, no, you have that Galilean accent. Like many of the disciples, you certainly are one of his followers. And he begins to curse and swear again. I don't know this Jesus who you're talking about. I'm not one of his followers. And there in the night, the rooster begins to crow. The Gospel of Luke says that Jesus made eye contact with Peter. Through the crowd and the trial, Jesus looked back and looked at Peter, made eye contact as he was denying ever knowing him. The disciple he spent three and a half years with who got so close to him. The disciple whose mother-in-law he had healed. The disciple who he had called, who he said, go and put a line in the water and there will be a coin in a fish's mouth to pay your taxes. That very same disciple there was denying ever knowing Jesus. I don't know the man. And as he catches the sight of Jesus, he recalls his words. Before the cock crows twice, you'll deny me thrice, Peter. And there, in the early dawn, he runs and falls and finds a place of repentance, weeping bitter tears. I denied my Savior. I denied knowing the name of Jesus. You see, so many times we do the very same thing. Maybe not in the same circumstance, but maybe someone comes up to us at work and starts a conversation, begins to tell all their life problems. You know, my marriage is falling apart. You know, the doctor said, I've, I've got cancer in my body. I've got a sick kid at home. And there, instead of saying, I know Jesus, we stay silent. We remain quiet. Never telling them, I know someone that can intervene. I know a God that can change your life. There, we deny ever knowing the name of Jesus. Maybe it's the social pressure. Maybe it's the accusations. Maybe it's the fear of being made fun of or being ostracized. Whatever it is, we don't claim to know the name of Jesus. I've done it. I know you've probably done it. Peter did it. It's a tragedy. Because while people spill their problems and their needs, all along we know the one that can fix every problem and every need. All along we know the God of the universe that at one mention of his name, everything can change. Their life can change. Their marriage can be put back together. Their cancer can be healed. Their child can be healed. And their soul can be saved. And yet because of some fear or anxiety, we never mention the name of Jesus. We neglect him. 
What good is it knowing the name of Jesus? What good is it knowing the name of the God of the universe and having relationship with him if we never call on that name, if we never mention his name when people bring us their problems, if we never say, I know someone who can change everything It must be our anthem, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. You know, it's easy to stand in a pulpit in an apostolic church and say, I know Jesus Christ, and I believe in the name of Jesus. And at the mention of Jesus, every miracle can happen. But it's another thing to walk into work or to walk into the school and say, I know the name of Jesus. I'm going to call on the name of Jesus. I'm going to walk into this place and say, I know a God who can change your life. I know a God who can change your soul. It's a completely different thing. It's easy when you're listening to Jesus teaching or you're around the dinner table with him having the last supper saying, if they kill me, I won't deny you. But it's a whole other thing when you walk into this world, when you walk into the midst of darkness and say, I declare, I know Jesus Christ. I come into this place declaring his name, unashamed of this gospel because I know I can change my workplace. I know I can change my school. We are so proud here at Lighthouse of our students because they go into their schools every week during the school year proclaiming there is a God named Jesus Christ and he can save your soul. He can change your life. He can put your family back together. We have some students here that are saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I know Jesus Christ. And they live like it. And they act like it. And they talk like it. You see, Peter learns his lesson. Just a short time later, after Pentecost, after repentance, after some talks with Jesus after the resurrection, after all of that. Him and John are walking to the temple in Acts chapter 3. It says, now when Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour, a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms. They're going up just to pray. They're just going for their daily routine. And there's a man that was laid day after day after day at the gate. Lame from birth. Couldn't walk from birth. Talk about intimidating. You know, there's some intimidating miracles. (laughs) There's some intimidating miracles. Someone that's lame from their mother's womb. Someone that has an eardrum missing or an eye missing. That's intimidating. (laughs) 
But when you know Jesus Christ, none of that matters. When you know who Jesus is, when you have a relationship with him, and when you have the boldness to say, in the name of Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter how intimidating the circumstance. It doesn't matter the pressure or the fear or the anxiety. But when you say that, have the boldness to look at a problem and say, I know Jesus. I know Jesus, I'm not afraid of you because I know Jesus. You see, the seven sons of Siva, they should have been afraid because they didn't know Jesus. But we as apostolic Pentecostals, we shouldn't be afraid because we know who the one true God is. We are filled with his spirit. We're baptized in his name. We worship him on a daily basis. We talk to him and read his word. So we have no reason to fear. We have no reason to be afraid when we say, I know Jesus. We should say it unashamedly. And so this lame man, says, who's seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked in alms. Sees Peter and John, looks up at them and says, do you have some spare change? And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. That lame man leapt to his feet as Peter pulled him up and began to leap and run and praise the name of Jesus Christ. You see, just a short time ago, Peter was in that same temple saying, I don't know Jesus Christ. But now after he's filled with his spirit and all the boldness of the Holy Ghost, he walks in proudly. He walks in with boldness and says, you know who's going to heal this man? Jesus Christ. You know who's going to make this man whole? The same Jesus who was accused in this temple. And he walks in with boldness saying, I'm not ashamed to know the name of Jesus. I'm not ashamed to have a relationship with Jesus. I'm not ashamed to say the name of Jesus, to live this. That must be our mindset and our attitude if we are ever going to change our communities, our families, our workplaces, our schools, is to walk in there with boldness and say, I'm not ashamed to know Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed. My God can perform it. My God can do it. My God can heal it. My God can perform it. Pretty soon a crowd comes around. It says that they ran unto the porch, greatly wondering. I've always thought that maybe they, they wondered if Jesus popped back on the scene. You know, he did a lot of miracles around that temple. And so maybe everybody was thinking, wow, there's a miracle. Maybe Jesus is back. He was. <laughs> Not how they were expecting. Peter begins to preach his sermon about the name of Jesus. He says, you know who made this man whole? Jesus of Nazareth, whom you crucified. The Holy One, the Messiah, the Holy One and the just. You killed him. He was the Prince of Life. But he rose again and is now living inside of us and made this man whole. He said, in his name, in verse 16, through faith in his name hath made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. 
Here's Peter in a crowd, maybe some of the same crowd he was with on the night of Jesus' trial. And there he stands unashamed with boldness, saying, you know who healed this man? You know who can perform any miracle? You know who was raised to life and is now doing miracles again? The same Jesus that you tried in this temple. The same Jesus that you crucified. And I'm here to tell you this morning, that same Jesus is still doing miracles. And if we will proclaim with boldness, I know Jesus Christ, he will still do those miracles. He will still raise the dead. He'll still heal the lame. He'll still open blind eyes. If we will unashamedly say, I know Jesus Christ. I will preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just a few people with enough boldness can change a whole community around. Just a few people who know who Jesus is and has a relationship and goes with boldness and say, I know Jesus can change everything. Shortly after, James and John are arrested for preaching about the name of Jesus. See, this time when when Peter's asked, did you preach in the name of Jesus? He didn't say, I don't know the man But with faith he proclaimed, oh yeah, I preach the name of Jesus because that's the name of my God and that's the only one I know who can heal the lame. That's the only one I know that can put lives back together. And so no, I'm not going to deny him anymore. I'm not going to stay quiet anymore. I'm not going to wrap up my relationship with him anymore. But I'm going to tell you who he is and I'm going to tell you what he can do. He's the prince of life. He's the miracle worker. He's the mighty God. everlasting father and the prince of peace he is Jesus Christ yeah I know him he changed my life yes I know him I preach his gospel I live his truth they're tried by a council you know who was trying them Annas and Caiaphas the same high priest and previous high priest who tried Jesus But this time, Peter's not intimidated. You see, in that day, Annas and Caiaphas got their positions by who they knew. It was all about name dropping. It was all about reputation. It's all about who knows who. And so they got their position and their place of prominence by saying, well, so-and-so is my family. So-and-so is my friend. And they were appointed by the Roman Empire to their place, to their position as high priests. And so when they tried Jesus, they were proud. (laughs) Don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I know? And it was the same way when they're trying Peter and John. Don't you know who we are? They were name dropping. I know so and so. I'm friends with, with this ruler. But when Peter and John walk in, they don't care about position. They don't care about prominence because they had the only name that mattered. When they start giving their testimony, their witness to their crimes, they say, you know how we healed this man? The name of Jesus. It doesn't matter who you know because we know the God of the universe. He said, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Peter 
Peter wasn't intimidated anymore. He said, you know that Jesus that you tried, that you crucified? Well, he's alive again, and it's the only name that matters. It's the only name whereby we must be saved. And I'm preaching the same message this morning, that if you will proclaim the name of Jesus through all intimidation, through all fear, if you will look at the problem and say, do you know who I know? I know the God of the universe. I know Jesus Christ. It will change every circumstance. It will change every situation. When we go in with the mindset, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I am not ashamed to know my God and to live his truth and to preach his gospel. It's easy when we're in here. It's easy when we all believe it, but when you go into the world, when you face all the fear and the intimidation and oppression, and you look boldly in the face of Satan and say, I know Jesus Christ. My God will win. My God will deliver. My God will conquer. It doesn't matter how bad it looks because I know the only name that matters. I know the only name whereby we must be saved, and I'm going to call on that name. I don't care who hears me. I don't care who makes fun of me, but I will unashamedly say, I know Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, every chain be broken. In the name of Jesus, every life be healed. And so the next time someone comes up to you with a problem, someone comes up to you with a circumstance that looks impossible, instead of being afraid, instead of being fearful or being anxious, we should stand up boldly, unashamedly, and point at that problem, point at that circumstance and say, I don't have to be afraid because I know the only name that matters. I know the God of the universe. I know Jesus. Christ. This morning, we can point our finger at any problem in this place and say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Because we know our God. Because we know who Jesus is. It'd be a different story if we didn't have the truth. It'd be a different story if we really didn't know Jesus, if we just knew Bible knowledge about him. But we walk into this place in power. Power that comes from a relationship with Him. We know who God is. We know that Jesus Christ is the one true living God. He's the Father in creation. He's the Son in redemption. And He's the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. We have all the truth. We have all the power. And so there should be no reason for fear. Because we know who God is. We know Him on a personal level. I can't go into a, a White House staff meeting and say, I know President Biden, and they let me in. It wouldn't work. But I can go into my workplace and tell every devil in that place, I know Jesus Christ. And so you have to bow down. You have to flee because I know the only name that matters. I know the almighty God that cast Satan out of heaven. We can go into an impossible circumstance or someone that needs a miracle and say, I know the only name that matters. And every chain can be broken. And the miracle can be performed because we know Jesus Christ. We have no reason to fear. And ask the praise team to come back up.
We're going to worship in a minute. We're going to praise in a minute. But I don't want us to come to this altar timid and fearful. If you have a problem, if you need a miracle in your body, I don't want you to be the last one up here. If you need breakthrough in your life, I don't want you to be the last one in here saying, well, I don't know if God can heal me today. I don't know if he's going to do it today, so maybe I'll just shuffle my way to the back and and I'm going to pray, God, if you really want to heal me, will you send so-and-so to pray for me? I've done that. I want us to come up with boldness. If you need a breakthrough in your life, come up saying, God, I know who you are. You are my God. You're my king. I have relationship with you. And so this morning, I'm going to call on your name. I'm going to call on the name of Jesus, believing, Lord, that you're going to heal me today, believing that you're going to restore me today, believing you're going to bring breakthrough in my family. You're going to bring breakthrough in my workplace. You're going to bring breakthrough in my job. You're going to bring breakthrough in my family finances because I know who you are because you are my God because you're a personal God I know your name I know who you are for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ I'm not ashamed to know who God is I'm not ashamed to say the name of Jesus because it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe in him. When we believe in that name, when we believe in that gospel, it is the very power of God. Could you stand this morning? Before we come up, why don't we lift our faith together? Why don't we all lift our hands and begin to worship together right now. Lord Jesus, I call on your name over this service and over this altar call. God, I believe that every miracle can be met this morning. I believe that every need can be met. I believe that every breakthrough that needs to happen will happen this morning. I believe you can answer every prayer because we know your name. Because we know who you are. Because we have relationship with you. Because we practice your truth. Because we live this word. And so this morning, I pray in the name of Jesus, every chain would break. Every illness would be healed. Every miracle would be done. In the name of Jesus. In the name of of Jesus they're going to play and sing I encourage you with boldness come forward this morning and get what you need from God with boldness come and proclaim and call on the name of Jesus